Welcome to the Sound of Goshen, brought to you by the Goshen Chamber of Commerce and your community health system, Goshen Health. Get started on your own path to living vibrantly. The first step, Goshen Health. Visit livevibrantly.com. This week's podcast episode, Sound of the Economy. Welcome to the Sound of Goshen. Today's episode is the Sound of the Economy, brought to you in part by Everance. Ground your finances in values like care, hope, and sharing. Everance, I'm your host, Vince Turner, and our guest on Sound of the Economy today is Mike Varner. He is the partner in charge of Elkhart County for Krugel Lawton CPA. And Mike, uh, your resume speaks for itself. You've been involved a long time in Elkhart County and in service to Elkhart County in Goshen, and we appreciate you taking some time uh, just to walk us through what is sometimes a very scary thing for people, and that is talking about taxes. But no real need to be frightened, is there? No, no. It's uh, <laughs> just um, keep things organized and um, keep your receipts and things like that. And should be it should be fine, but I've been doing it a long time. So, <laughs> Yeah, and there's always a curveball or two because one thing about government is that things change uh, and, and change rather rapidly. Let's kind of go back to the basics, if you would, as, as, as people are getting ready to, to, to file their taxes, uh, if they haven't already, I know there are some early timers, but as they get ready for the April 15th deadline, first of all, what should go into the process of, I think I can do these myself, or no, I better get some professional help? What are some of those things? Because you don't necessarily discount doing your own taxes. But what are some things that go into the decision on whether or not we should bring them to somebody who's a professional? Uh, well, right, and I'm I'm certainly not um, a, you know opposed to folks doing their own tax returns. I I think you know let's start out either way. Um, you know, this time of year when documents start rolling into mm-hmm. the mailbox or your email inbox, if it says important tax document, it is an important tax document. So you know, I always you know keep those envelopes. Uh, you know, build a file, if you will, of things that um, come in that are those things: W twos, ten ninety nines. You know, build up a file of 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 your twenty twenty one activity that relates to your tax return. You may, if you have a small business or or uh, other types of things in your return that may call for an outside preparer, perhaps not, uh, but oftentimes it will, particularly if it's a pass through entity where there's an S corporation or partnership mm-hmm. that flows into the personal return. Uh, then you know, you like you likely might want to consider outside <laughs> outside help with those items. You, you went down a little bit of a list, but but some basics in terms of what you need as you get ready to do, whether it's you're doing your own taxes or you're bringing them to a preparer. The W-2s, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, but there are some things that your bank sends. If you're involved in investments, there'll be some investment information that comes your way. Um, it, it is, I think you said it best, if it says important tax document, it usually is. But are are there some things that people commonly miss or forget? Yes. Um, you know, there are um, when oftentimes it's it's items that don't come in the mail or, you know, that that year in summary that, you know, thankfully W-2s are issued 1099s from from your investment companies or banks. But charitable contributions are often I, I don't know why that is, but are often overlooked mm-hmm. um, and people need to, you know, get that those information if there's if there's any contribution over two hundred fifty dollars 
there has to be a receipt. Uh, and then that, and that's not to say you have to have it with your tax return to the IRS or to the state, but you do have to, you're supposed to have a document um, acknowledging that gift. Um, you know, years ago, excise taxes on vehicles at the license branch, that, that was important to have, but uh, there's some new activities in 2017 that came about that have limited the state and local tax deduction. So that's, that's less important these days as it used to be. Um, but, uh, you know, those types of things, um, uh, you know, other, if you have unreimbursed business receipts, um, that you're paying out of pocket for that, you might be able to take a deduction for mm -hmm. gathering those, you know, I, of course I'm an accountant, so this is what I do, <laughs> but you know, I, I would recommend here, you know, we're in early 2022, start building your 2022 tax file now, which, you know, is maybe a little out of the norm for most people that are gathering 2021. Uh, but if it's going to impact next year's filing, I already have a file started for myself. <laughs> Again, that's an accountant talking, but it's, it, it can take the pain away from next January, February, trying to figure out well, what happened last year. A couple of things. First of all, the, the deadline has returned, at least for now. The for deadline now. has yeah. returned to April 15th, correct? Correct. And that's a little bit, people may be a little too relaxed if they think they're going to get an extension like it happened last year or whatever. It sounds as if, at this stage of the game, the IRS is saying, no, 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 we're not going to do that again. But I'm also already hearing that the IRS is already overwhelmed. So, you know, there's that possibility. But we should be prepared, correct, to be April 15th. Correct. I have not heard otherwise. In fact, even last year, you know, two years ago, it was July 15th. Uh, last year, it was May 15th. But last year, if you pay quarterly estimates, that mm -hmm. first quarter estimate was still due April 15th. So all indications are we will be uh, quote, normal tax season this year with an April 15th deadline. Is it is there still a, a common denominator between when you're going to file long form and when you file short form? I mean, it's uh, I've talked to people who two years ago, last year, were the first times they did not itemize because of the changes in the tax law. Is there a number that people should be aware of as to when you should itemize, when you should not? Yes, that's the standard deduction you're referring to. Mm -hmm. And for 2021, that number for married filing joint is just over 25,000. Okay. It's 25,100. And so, um, you know, if you go through the laundry list of itemized deductions, uh, there's medical, which you have a benchmark, you have to exceed seven and a half percent of your income before you can take any deductions there. State and local taxes, which includes your real estate taxes, um, and then mortgage interest. And then charitable contributions are are the bulk of of itemized deductions, mm -hmm. and you know for years that I'd, standard deduction number was hovering around ten thousand dollars, and so you, once you exceeded that, you were an itemizer. Well, now it's you know twenty five thousand dollars. So um, there's a lot of folks that historically itemized that no longer need. And and how much is that complicated the process, or has it simplified it? Oh, I would say it simplified it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if if you you know. Now, again, the accountant in me says, how do you know unless you keep track of everything? <laughs> but if you're generally not itemized the last couple of years, you probably aren't going to. Um, you know, and, and again, with, with mortgage rates being low for so many years now and people taking advantage and refinancing, you know, a lot of mortgage interest expense has dropped dramatically. So it, it takes, a bit, takes a bit for you know, a married couple to get, get above that threshold and have to itemize. Two things that are different this year, you've got the economic in, uh, impact payments, and you've got the advanced child care tax credit payments. How much of those things 
changed filing your tax return and what are some things you should watch for there? That's a good question. That That is, is from a, and this might sound a little selfish and I'm mm-hmm. not asking for sympathy, but <laughs> that's been a bit of a headache for us as, as tax preparers. Um, that economic income income payment uh, that came in March timeframe last year, mm-hmm. and that was $1,400 per person if you were eligible. And then also the advanced child tax credit started in July. And so we had six months of that for folks, again, that were eligible. And that eligibility was based on the 2021 return, obviously, because 2020 mm-hmm. um, or 2020 return because 2021 hasn't even been filed yet. So the IRS sent letters out early this year. Um, and that is a very important tax document, as we talked about earlier that needs to, you know, needs to be given to your preparer or kept track of. And the reason I say that is there's calculations in the tax return which will true up that what you're eligible for and what you already received. And so if I'm eligible for, let's say, $5,000 of child tax credit, but I received early payments of 3000 of that, then I'm going to take, I'm going to claim the remaining 2000 on my return. Mm-hmm. If I didn't receive it, I can claim the full 5000 this year. But without knowing, without giving that document to your tax preparer, and if you didn't, they're going to ask that question. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the calculation is done. And you know, we have to know, well, did, did the taxpayer receive it early? Because you can't receive it twice. And if you try that, you'll get a notice. <laughs> is, that going to, is that going to create, do you think, some perhaps unpleasant surprises for people who did get the child tax credit? that it's going to affect what their return may or may not be uh, based on, on 2021? It, it could, although I would say it shouldn't. And the reason I say that is because they, you know, they, they dramatically increased the child tax credit. Mm-hmm. So year over year, uh, if you were expecting a certain amount of credit, the increase is what you got early in the mail or direct deposit. And so the normal credit, you probably are still going to get on your tax return. Um, for folks that, that do like to get a really large refund, let's mm-hmm. say this time of year or, or coming up in the next several weeks, uh, you know, part of it is, is, well, you've already received it. You received it early. Right. Um, so just keep that in mind. If you're like, well, why isn't my refund <laughs> X? Well, because you, know, you got some earlier in the year. Yeah. And you'll be giving out your home phone number so people can call when <laughs> they get their information. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the, the economic impact payments because I think that has created some confusion as well. You need to report that. You need to, you know, you talked about the letter or what have you. But does it impact what your return or what your income is? Is that money taxable? It's not. No, it's not taxable. What what it is though is if if you uh, if you received it earlier, you can't receive it again. Okay. And so let's say just quickly for some for someone that let's say had a a pretty large income year in 2020 for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Well, they might not have received that income payment, in economic impact payment, um, but they will get it once they file their 2021 return. If their income's lower and they're eligible for it, they will receive it. And the same thing applies in the other way around. If, if they received it and they shouldn't have, thankfully, they don't have to pay it back, but there's no additional credit in the return, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. It, 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 and it, it answers the question a little bit better. I want to talk a little bit about small business tax returns and, and some of the folks you work with there. But one other thing about individual tax returns, if you had to offer just a couple of quick tips for people who are just starting to put things together and they are going to use a professional preparer, what are some of the things they need to pay attention to today? Um, well, 
you know, things are coming now, right? Mm-hmm. This is a time of year where W-2s are issued, 1099s from the banks. Those important tax mm-hmm. documents are coming. Most preparers, uh, I know we do and most other firms do, send out what's called an organizer or some sort of checklist mm-hmm. for their clients. And <laughs> many of them come back to us unopened or they just <laughs> don't come back to us. Yeah. But I would encourage folks, if you open those and actually spend just a little bit of time, it is nice. It's, it's a checklist that was based off the prior year. And it could help you organize things to say, you know, well, my accountant doesn't need this. This is not relevant. Or it's a nice way to look and say, well, I know I had this last year. Do I have it this year? And, and there might be a reason why I don't say you sold that stock. So you no longer have that mm-hmm. dividend or whatever, but it's still a nice guide. It's a roadmap, if you will, to gather those documents. Uh, and that way you kind of have a good idea if you have every or close. Mm. Talking about small businesses and, and the thing that was at the top of my question list here for tax return purposes is the Paycheck Protection Plan, PPP, mm-hmm. uh, seems to be one of those things that you need to pay really close attention to as you're getting ready to work with your tax advisor or your accountant. Correct. Uh, most of that was in last year's returns mm-hmm. for many of our, our cl- uh, clients that we work with. But the PPP, we call it round two, uh, <laughs> which happened in 2021. Similar thing, um, you know, companies were re- received these funds initially as a loan and they were required to spend it uh, primarily on payroll, uh, which is the name of it, Paycheck Protection mm-hmm. Program. So a business got this loan. If they spend it on the eligible expenses, the loan is forgiven, completely forgiven. It's tax-free and it's tax-free in federal and Indiana. Um, and so that would be uh, another one to keep track of. Uh, also, the ERC, Employee Retention Credit, mm-hmm. is another, you know, these are all related to uh, the pandemic and what we're going through, um, government incentives. That's another one that actually on this, this case, it is taxable, but it's a, it's a reduction in payroll taxes that, that uh, is in 2020 and 2021. And actually 2021's reduction or benefit, I'll say, to businesses mm-hmm. is much greater than 2020. It was much easier to qualify for in 2021 and in a, in a bigger uh, impact to the business. So same question for small business owners or people who are managing small businesses that we asked about the individuals. As you're getting ready to talk to your tax preparer or your accountant, what are some basic things you need to start taking care of today? Um well, depending on what you use for your own internal accounting mm-hmm. system, uh, you know, reconciling, obviously reconciling your <laughs> bank account, um, gathering um, information that's applicable to the tax, to the tax, re- the business tax return. Uh, one thing I would mention too, which is, was kind of intended to be a shot in the arm to the restaurant industry is businesses can now deduct a hundred percent of meals mm-hmm. uh, where historically it had been 50% for years. And that was, you know, intentionally to kind of incentivize, if you will, businesses to um, go to the local restaurants or, or utilize local restaurants for eating purposes, and you're getting to deduct 100% of that uh, as long as business was discussed uh, during the meal, um, where historically it had been 50%. And that's for 2021 and 2022 um, is out there. So one of the bottom lines as we wrap up today is that you know taxes don't have to be scary. Right. Yeah. It, it, I mean, for one thing, it's we hand them off to you and you can be scared. Uh, we're going to be all right. But I mean, I mean if, if you do things right, if you if you follow the information guidelines and you talked about the guidelines that CPA firms send out based on 
last year's tax work. Mm-hmm. But if you do the things you've been asked to do, it's not a frightening process at all. No, I would agree with that. I, I'm, I'm often asked, hey, Mike, if, if you or your firm does our tax return, will I get a better refund? And I always chuckle at that because the reason I chuckle at that is because if the return is done correctly, mm-hmm. the refund's going to be the exact same number. doesn't matter whether you prepared it yourself or I prepared it or one of my competitors prepared it. If it's done correctly, the result should be exactly the same. Um, so yeah, it, it doesn't have to be frightening. Um, take a step back. Um, it's, it's a summary of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it's you know generated via W-2s or government-type forms that mm-hmm. you just need to input. And, and, and one cautionary tale with all of that is don't believe for a moment that you're smarter than the IRS. If you try to pull something fast, the chances are sometime, somewhere, somehow, even a couple of years from now, it'll come around. Well, that, that is true. That is true. If, if they have knowledge of it, of course, mm-hmm. and, and it's been reported to them. I will say, if I could real quick, um, the IRS, you know, the, the pandemic, they, were not, they weren't immune to it. Mm-hmm. And their response time, while I, while I would say it's never been good, it is, it is abysmal right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have some clients that are waiting on refunds that are a couple years old. Wow. And there's, they're, they're not answering the phone. I mean, they've, they've been under orders, uh, whether they're working or not, and that type of thing. And I had heard not too long ago that they finally had opened all of the mail from 2019, oh my believe goodness. it or not. Oh, my goodness. So, they're, you know. They're in, they're in a bit of a bind, too. So yeah. patience is good on both sides. Yeah. As far so, as yeah. Patience with your accountant, patience with the IRS, right. and, and just carry forward. It'll all work out. Mike, as always, we appreciate everything you do in this community and that you do for the Chamber. Uh, thanks for being along here for a little bit of tax tip. Sure. Thank you. Sound of the Economy brought to you in part by Everance and as a presentation of the Goshen Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Vince Turner. Thank you for joining us.